What is dog whistling and what does it have to do with narcissists? That's what we're talking about today at queenbeing.com. Let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. Does that sound good to you? If so, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. So I got a question in the comments about this term dog whistling. So I got a comment on a recent video, like I said, from Shoes and Boots, who says, Angie, can you talk about dog whistling and by an emotional abuser in a video? Of course, I said, excellent idea. And here we go. So I did a little research and here's what I found out. Dog whistle politics is where this term comes from as far as I can tell. And what I understand is it's a certain type of political message that employs coded language, right? Things that for most people, they don't even hear anything wrong with it. And yet certain specific people will hear it and be offended by it. Does that make any sense? So this is used a lot of times in racism. So a lot of people are calling out our current president, Donald Trump, about dog whistle politics because they hear little words. The idea of dog whistle politics or dog whistle terminology is directly connected to the actual dog whistle because obviously in case you didn't know, a dog whistle is a whistle that you can blow or make a sound of and only dogs can hear it. Humans won't hear it at all. And the same thing kind of applies in some cases like um, certain tones, the younger you are, the more likely you are to hear them. They've done tests in live television audiences where they've done the different tones and people are supposed to hold their hand up as long as they can hear the tone and at the end, when the tone is the highest pitch, only the tiniest little people have their hands up because only the little children can hear them. So, that's what that's about. So where did this term originate from? Where did it come from? So in 1988, Richard Morin, the director of polling for the Washington Post, wrote this. Subtle changes in question wording sometimes produce remarkably different results. Researchers, he says, call this the dog whistle effect, where respondents hear something in the question that researchers do not. Isn't that interesting? Sapphire speculated that campaign workers were adapting the phrase from political pollsters. Another person, author Amanda Lowry, says in her book, which is called Voting for Jesus, Christianity and Politics in Australia, she wrote this in 2006, and she used an example at that time of various Australian politicians using big words that were words that were very appealing to people like family and values. And Christians tend to have, as according to her, additional like attraction to these types of words. So this was providing a certain amount of extra oomph for the Christians in the country, resonance for them, while other people weren't quite noticing it as any anything different. They weren't seeing it as the person actively going after Christians because they didn't want to turn off the non-Christian voters, you see? In the 1990s, they started using it in Australia due to the political campaigning of a guy named John Howard. The idea of dog whistling is that it comes from a place of sneakiness, manipulation, and narcissists use this on us in our relationships and that is the whole purpose of today's video so how does a narcissist use dog whistling let's let's talk about that well they do it with gaslighting for example okay so let's say that you are at a party and you have expressed to your narcissist that you feel very uncomfortable with the fact that they would 
often flirt with people of the opposite sex. So the two of you have a deal now, and the narcissist has promised, you know what, I promise tonight, I will not flirt at this party, not once with anyone, blah, 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 right? Great. But the problem is that you look across the room and you notice there's your narcissist over there flirting with some hot person of the opposite sex or same sex, whatever y'all are into, and you feel upset by this and you feel like kind of devastated and and as far as anyone in the room can tell, they're just being friendly and silly, but you look over and you notice that the narcissist is doing that funny thing with their mouth that nobody else knows but you is a flirtation thing, right? Or that means they find someone attractive or let's say the narcissist says something. Here's another example. A former client of mine told me this. Her narcissist would always use the word whore in bed, okay? Now, to him, this narcissist liked the word whore, liked to call people whores, and if he called somebody a whore, it meant that he found that person attractive. So while a normal person, if their person said, boy, what a whore, they would think that, that, per that their person didn't like that person they called a whore. In this case, this person knew that her person, would, her man, would use the word whore in a, in a way that to him meant he was sexually attracted to that person. So there's an example of a dog whistle. So he might have said in front of a bunch of friends, boy, that girl's a total whore. And in any other situation, the woman might be like, oh, yeah, she is a whore. <laughs> but in this situation, the woman cringes inside and closes down because she knows that means he thinks that woman's attractive. Do you feel me on this? Just an example. Here's another example. A friend of mine told me about how she was in a situation where her brother was constantly calling upon her to babysit his child. And every single time the brother would want, you know, her to babysit the child, he would, a couple days before, call her up and say, hey, I've done this really nice thing for you, or I've got this lovely gift for you, or here's something that I want to give to you, just for no reason, because you're such a great sister. And inevitably, a couple of days later, this person would call up and say, hey, can you babysit at the last minute, and would leave the baby with my friend, for two or three days. Well, of course, this was a cramp in her single lifestyle at the time, and it was a problem. And she kept saying to him, I really can't babysit, but he would put her on the spot at the last minute. Oh my God, if you don't do it, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna lose my job, everything's terrible. So again, the gift or the little nicety that happened a couple of days before would to her be a sort of dog whistle to know that, okay, now in a couple of days, he's gonna bring the kid over here and dump him on me for a few days, you see? and she would inevitably take the child and deal with it because she didn't want the child to be left hanging. But at the same time, here she was, this young single person trying to have a life, and her brother was trying to go off on mini vacations with his wife every other week. It was ridiculous. But anyway, back to the story. The other side of the dog whistle coin with narcissists. They will have certain little phrases and things that will set them off and make them feel crazy. And if you use those phrases around them, even though no one else around you will know it, you will watch the narcissist kind of change. <laughs> there are people out there who will recommend that you use dog whistling against the narcissist. So, for example, most narcissists wouldn't like it if you pointed out to them how much better someone else is than them, okay? For example, let's say that you have a narcissist who feels jealous of his brother, okay? So the brother has always done better in school, the brother was the golden child, the brother's amazing and awesome, and the narcissist has unfortunately developed badly because of that, okay? Even though maybe they were whatever, they've turned into a narcissist and now they're jealous of this brother. So let's say that the brother got a new promotion. 
Well, a dog whistle for the narcissist might be saying in front of other friends or family members, oh, aren't you happy for Bob, the brother? You totally must be thrilled that now he's making 10 times as much as he was before. I mean, your mom must be so proud of him. Blah, blah, blah. So that would be a dog whistle for a narcissist. And if you did it in the right way, that sounded genuine, which I know what I said just did not because I was being kind of sarcastic. But if you could do it in a way that sounded genuine, it would really set the narcissist off. And some people recommend that you do that just to get under their skin. Now, I don't recommend that. So there you go. Don't do that. Because the fact is that it's dangerous. You're putting yourself up against a target that is does nothing but manipulate other people in, in his or her life from really probably the earliest social interactions that they had. And since you are more of a people pleaser and driven to follow you know, the rules and not hurt people and things like that, you may actually be hurt more deeply by attempting to manipulate a narcissist in this negative way. So don't do that. Only the best thing that you can do when they come at you with a dog whistle, instead of trying to whistle back at them, what you should do is gray rock them. So don't give them any emotion. Don't let them inside your head and literally do not show it to them. Even if you feel the emotion inside of yourself, don't show it to them. Just, just watch us do this. Very interesting. Nothing else. That's it. It's very interesting. Hmm. It's interesting that you think that. And nothing else. Because if you can gray rock them and you cannot allow them to see your emotion, they will not continue that same path of manipulation. Okay, now it's time for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, what dog whistles are in your narcissist's bag of tricks? And on the other hand, can you think of things that have proven to be dog whistles for your narcissist? Share your thoughts in your comments down below and let's talk about it. Tell me about your experiences and let's get a really good conversation going, all right? Okay, that's all I've got for you right now. Thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together.